Sometimes known as the Queen of Spiders, or the Queen of the Demon Web Pit, the Dark Mother, the Mother of Lusts, the Lady of Chaos, the Weaver, the, we the Weaver of Destiny, and a lot of other titles, some that are more kind than others, uh, a lot of them centering around spider and darkness and stuff. The point is, this elven goddess Loth goes by many names. There's a ton of lore about realms Loth has been around for many editions, but her campaign to conquer the Underdark has remained constant. Loth is one of D&D's most prevalent big bads, and you'll be sure to run into her followers sooner or later. Is it even possible to navigate the Underdark and defeat the nefarious Queen of the Spiders and her followers, though? Well, on today's episode, we're hoping to- Jeez! Loth is more or less the reason that the drow are the way that they are. The Spider Queen features prominently in Dark Elven culture, and her insatiable need for sacrifices fuels the drow conquest and enslavement of others. Loth demands full and unwavering control over the drow, and will raise entire Dark Elf cities to quell any rebellion against her. She wasn't always like this, though. Originally, Loth was Arashni, goddess of the Dark Elves, artistry, destiny, and consort of Corellan Lorithian, the patron creator of elves, if you didn't know. At some point, she craved more power and plotted against Corellan. There are entire books devoted to the resulting battles and betrayals, but the short story is that Arashni lost, was demonized, and exiled into darkness. The phrase petty and spiteful sums up a lot of the history that followed. Arashni took the new name Loth and spent thousands of years trying to get back at her former lover by manipulating the dark elves and waging war on every sort of elf and anything else that got in her way. She's had varying degrees of success in this, caused some massive upheavals, a few interplanar wars, and has typically been defeated at the last second by some heroic do-goodery, or some very subversive do-battery. She also has her own realm called the Demon Web Pits, that she separated from the Abyss. It, I guess she just needed something way worse than that. The majority of Drow worship Loth to some degree, though other deities from the Dark Seldrine are constantly jostling for more power and followers. Usually just to be overcome by Loth again, though. Loth keeps her worshippers tightly in line by constantly weeding out the weak, shall we say, through ritual sacrifice and combat, though it's really just a way to get rid of the disloyal. Almost all of Loth's clergy are female, and the rather fiercely matriarchal culture of the drow goes together with the Loth's preferential treatment of female followers. As priests of Loth, it's common for them to make blood sacrifices to appease their queen and beg for the power to destroy their rivals. Every aspect of Loth worship is dictated by extreme subservience to their queen and any drow above them in the strict ordered hierarchy. Loth worship requires a steady supply of wealth and slaves to sacrifice, which makes Loth cults extremely dangerous, to put it lightly. Drow cities deep within the Underdark are often the final destination for captives stolen from worlds away or smaller hidden cults to the Spider Queen are often the reason for sudden disappearances. If these sacrifices also happen to be surface elves or worshippers of other gods in the admittedly small drow pantheon, then all the better. It's common for a drow city to have temples dedicated to her worship, and a platinum spider figurine, black spider, silver spider, or some other adornment as a sign that you're dealing with one of Loth's servants. To start with, Loth is a goddess sometimes listed as a lesser or intermediate deity, but a deity all the same. 
Loth dwells in the demon web pits. Unless your campaign is taking you down some very crazy routes, you'll never be in a situation where you'll have to fight Loth directly. Instead, you'll be battling against her followers. We have several lower-level assassins and cultists, but the only thing that could even come close to representing the Spider Queen would be the Drow Matron Mother. The Drow Matron is an extremely powerful enemy, and would perfectly represent either the big bad Loth cult leader at the end of the campaign, or potentially as a weakened form of Loth herself, which I tend to go with myself. Though this may be obvious to some, Loth is a deity and really shouldn't be on the old combat roster. Her minions, however, are practically on par with goblins and orcs when it comes to stereotypical bad guys. There's not a lot of opportunity for moral ambiguity here. Loth worshippers are evil, and using them as the villains in any encounter is a strong signal that the players should go all out and fight. When setting up Loth or her underlings as the antagonists in your story, try to do so subtly. Try to think of Loth as a puppet master leading the players to their doom. Go for the aha moments and we should have never trusted you moments. As for actual combat, drow statistics and spiders, for that matter, exist across all tiers of play. But I find fighting Loth cultists fits best toward the end of Tier 1 and into Tier 2. However, defeating a matron mother before she performs some horrible act to further Loth's plans can be an epic ending for a Tier 4 adventure. Want to really do something different, I suggest using this demon lord as a warlock patron. You can go straight out of the player's handbook and use the fiend, we understand it's not a 100% overlap here, but it can be nice to see some non-rogue and non-cleric drow, especially in your dark or dungeon areas. When it comes to fighting Loth with your fellow PCs, as a goddess, you shouldn't be fighting Loth directly, but will likely have to deal with her followers, most likely female drow. Followers of Loth can take many forms, but expect at least some drow trickery. For those who have to take on Loth with their fellow PCs, as a goddess, you shouldn't be fighting Loth directly, but you will likely have to deal with a lot of her followers, most likely female drow. Followers of Loth can take many forms, but expect at least some drow trickery taking place here. Poisons and sleep spells are common calling cards, as are trusted NPCs turning out to be backstabbers. Once you're aware that Loth cultists are coming for you, be especially wary of NPCs and your long rests. Loth cultists can be very patient, and ambushing the party while they sleep is right in their wheelhouse. Rest in shifts, even while in taverns and other supposedly safe resting places. You never know which friendly innkeeper or other innocent NPC is a Loth cultist in disguise. While not universally used, most drow, and therefore Loth cultists, like using poisons. If you're unable to reliably end a poison condition magically, consider buying a supply of antitoxins. They're typically pretty cheap, available in most general stores, and can help you resist the titular drow poison that so commonly coats their weaponry. Finally, all drow and a good chunk of Loth's followers, and things you'll likely have to fight alongside them for that matter, have the sunlight sensitivity rule, which makes them significantly less effective in the daylight. If you so happen to be a higher level spellcaster, I recommend trying out the Dawn, Sunbeam, or Sunburst spells, which will absolutely tear through most of Lull's cultists. Strangely enough, the Daylight spell doesn't work in this way, though without DM approval, as it bizarrely doesn't count as Daylight as the spell is written. If you threw a Daylight spell at my table, I would say it's Daylight. I would have a hard time saying that any other element cast... That's weird. That's, that's a weird rule. Loth is one of those things I always got shown a lot when I first got into D&D because a lot of people know that I'm afraid of spiders and things like that. 
And yet I was more captivated by the idea of Loth, if not only because the idea of someone that had to create their own segment of the abyss that is so obsessed with being the only goddess in the eyes of this giant culture, all of this other stuff. Like, my fear of spiders is irrational, but my fear of Loth is very rational, as is everyone else's. Thank you all so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new videos like this every week. And if you've ever faced down Loth before or have mercilessly thrown that at your players, I would love to hear about that down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell.